everyone. Welcome to Samaria's Harem. This is my podcast. I am Samaria Varin Gill and I podcast about all things spiritual, sexual, love, relationships, things that we do not speak about that we should be talking about more often. I have today as my guest the amazing Hannah Lowe. Hannah has been on an amazing, amazing journey of self, the self. I have seen her become this person that she is now, this energy that she is now. I think the concept energy is probably a better phrase to describe Hannah's work. Hannah is a priestess. She does sacred feminine work. Over to you, Hannah. Please tell us, how are you doing? <laughs> oh, hi, Samaria. I am in this moment. I'm doing really well, apart from the fact that my right leg has a bit of an issue, like a bit of a sciatica issue. Um, but emotionally and mentally and spiritually, I feel like I'm doing really well. Um, yes. <laughs> yes, I know. And that's a big deal for me to say because I've gone through like a crazy, crazy uh, last year. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but in this moment, I'm doing really well, even though there's, you know how there's always stuff like that, that comes up. Um, but yeah, I'm doing I'm doing really well. That's amazing. Thank you again for being here today, for sharing your, your time with me and my listeners I started off in the introduction talking about your journey. Uh, When I met you, I think it was back in late 2016, 2017, you were stepping into your power. You know, you were becoming the priestess um, that that you are today. Would you be able to share your journey and describe what is a priestess? (laughs) Yeah. Yes, yes. I mean, I, I, I don't know that I would say I was stepping into my power. Okay, okay. <laughs> I'm very, you know, I feel very, um, what's the word? Yeah, like flattered that, that you said that, but I, I, don't, I don't think that's really true. Um, I would say that I was stepping out into this mm. work, you know, that I'm doing now. Yeah. Um, I actually only feel like I'm stepping out into um, a measure of my power in this moment that I haven't experienced yet. Um, but my journey has been, you know, it's really interesting, this moment for me in time, because um, I was speaking to my, my husband, Ash, and I was saying that it's a really strange but wonderful place to be in this moment for me. Um, because for so long, and I'm sure, you know, you can resonate with this, and a lot of people can resonate with this, I had, I really felt like I didn't know exactly what I was doing. In that I felt like I had so many different puzzle pieces, like, okay, I know that I, I feel like my life's work is women's work. I know that I'm very much um, in the initiation of relationships, and that that is also my work too. In, in working with, with people around relationships. I knew that I loved ceremony. I knew that I loved ritual. I knew that I loved spirituality and the yogic path, but it just all felt very, um, like lots of different fragmented pieces. Yeah. And so, you know, this last, I've been, I kind of been reviewing it right now um, because of this whole new <laughs> emergence I would say I feel like I'm coming out I'm like okay guys I'm coming out <laughs> I've been hiding it's shining it's bright yes I really do have this you know whatever wings underneath my my shawl right <laughs> it's that yes. kind of feeling um so yeah I've been it's it's been a very fascinating experience to feel so guided and yet like completely blind to almost like what is it you're here to do until this moment. And so everything in this journey, since I've been looking back over 12 years, I'm now seeing how all the pieces led me to this moment where I'm now sitting here going, oh my gosh, you have been going through like a 12 
year initiation, year after year after year into the work of a priestess, but you just didn't know it. <laughs> wow. You just, you just couldn't put words to it because you were not meant to know. And yeah. also because it's very, it's all too easy, I think, when we go into the spiritual bath um, for the ego to become very arrogant and very enamored with that kind of power. It's very seductive. Oh, my goodness. And I've that certainly been there. Itself. So well What's said. that? That's a topic in itself. So well said. Oh, my gosh. It's a huge topic. And I know that very well because I have gone through very, very intense experiences of, of seeing my own arrogance and seeing my own, you know, like want for power and want to be seen in a certain way and want to have certain kind of mystical abilities. Like I, I had to go through that. And I, so I, I, um, I look back on this journey. I go, oh, my gosh. This whole time was just, you know, life. Uh, you can say, I say the great mother. Uh, you can say goddess. You can say whatever you call divine feminine, just initiating me time after time after time into this work to a point where, you know, I, I would always say to Ash, gosh, I have no real certification in anything. Like I've done so many things, mm. but I can't say that I'm, officially certified to do this this and this um but i'm doing something i'm doing back i'm even coming back um and i realize it's because the nature of this work the feminine mysteries is really that the mysteries have to be revealed within you by you it you know you have to come to these realizations on on your own um, if you're really going to hold this space, this work of the priestess. Um, so I would come to these realizations of all these different things of what it meant, you know, to follow the cycles of the moon or to be in sacred relationship with my partner or to um, hold, host, hold sacred ceremony in a women's circle or in a very like deep process in a one-on-one -on -one session. And these realizations would come to me and then I would read them later on, months later, weeks later, or sometimes days later in a book, like, ah, oh, this is what the, <laughs> this, is what, this is what the priestess, you know, this is the thing of the priestess. It's like, I couldn't really know exactly what, the work was until it had revealed itself to me within me through real life experience. So, you know, that's, I mean, gosh, I don't even know where I would start in terms of the experiences I've had. It's just been really wild. But if I were to sum it up now, I feel in this moment, I can sum it up as I have been through this process of, you know, what used to be a traditional initiation path for the priestesses back in the ancient days when um, priestesses and mystics and seers and oracles and medicine women and, you know, tantrikas and dakinis and consorts, there was um, very, there were so many places where you could could go on a traditional initiation initiatory path to hone your skills as these different things, but those things were buried and lost um, and deliberately, you know, suppressed for, which you know, for hundreds, maybe thousands of years on purpose. Yeah. And so now, like, to find spaces for that is very rare. Um, so I realize the, the divine feminine, the energy of, you know, this divine feminine is coming back and has to come back really through um, a remembrance uh, because these places have been, there's just, it's not easy to find these places. And that has been my path. You know, my path has been that I had to remember it for myself and then find it <laughs> later on. Like, oh, yes, this is, this is what this, this is what this was, you know, all these hundreds or thousands of years ago. So, yeah. Wow. 12-year initiation. Yeah, you know, I didn't realize it was 12 until, like, the last few months. I was like, oh, my gosh, it's been 12 years. Whilst that seems long, 
in terms of uh, life, you know, a training, um, it is reality. You know, when, yes, when, when you, especially using the number 12, it, it really feels like this is what we're here to do. Yeah. The, the training ground. So that's powerful stuff, you know, that you realize that. And as wild as it may have been, I also want to pick up on Ash here. You mentioned yeah. that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And he's been on his own journey. I, I oh, my goodness. <laughs> yes. Supported this process or not supported, you know, like both. Oh, my gosh. Immensely. Immensely. Uh, I mean, you know, actually, he has had a just, just as profound spiritual, like, mind-blowing kind of uh, journey himself and you know us coming together really in the beginning I had this I think we both did this romanticized idea of what a spiritual relationship would be like oh my goodness (laughs) I know it so well oh (laughs) yeah it's nothing like that guys (laughs) I mean (laughs) I mean, it is and it isn't, you know, in the end it is, but in the beginning it is not because, you know, you're coming up against ego, you're coming up against pain, you're coming against projection. Um, But both of us have naturally very astute abilities to see into the truth of things. Um, And so that's very, very, can be very intense for two people who are very, like we have a lot of fire in us. We have a lot of like ego. We have a lot of arrogance. We have a lot, I know better. You know, I've been on this spiritual path and I did the. So it has been, I, yeah, like immense training grounds for me, immense initiation over and over again that has completely been part of this priestess path for me because, you know, I, in order to really live the the work of a priestess, um, how you show up in relationships is is like the spaces where you are going to be most challenged, uh, and where you want to shut down, and you don't want to stand in like the fire of the truths that you have to face. So yeah, so Ash Ash has been integral, you know, in both supporting me. And not thinking that I'm a complete loon and crazy for, you know how it is, like having like, I have this yeah. feeling that I just need to go to, you know, like we, I didn't even know what Glastonbury was. And I heard Glastonbury and I was like, I don't know, my, my heart feels I need to go there. I was like, we need to go there. And, you know, he comes on these sort of like really crazy trips with me. And then I go on these crazy trips with him. So it's so supportive uh, in that way and in, me blossoming into the truth of who I am and also in challenging me, my gosh, in all the parts of me that want to stay small, that want to blame, that want to close my heart, that want to, you know, project my father on him, even project my mother on him. (laughs) Oh, yes. All of those buddies. Yes. (laughs) Great friends of relationships that comes up yeah yes yes but that's in itself very very powerful like you know I I tend to redefine the meaning of power every time I speak to someone and just listening to you talking about your journey of initiation and the the role of ash in this it's it really is waking you up to who you are it's that power in you to to become this priestess. So that is power. Um, yeah. That is power. It's not that superpower that we see on telly, you know, that, that Spider-Man and his web. It's, it's, it's probably that too. But it's this that sets you up for more, for more of our lives. So thank so, you. Yeah. Thank you, Hannah. Yeah. Anything else you'd like to share on that? Um, well, I realize I haven't really said what a priestess does. Um, and so the work, so I think that 
you know, everyone who does this work honestly, authentically, will have slightly different definitions. And there are different kinds of priestesses. Um, but essentially, what I believe my work is as a priestess is to be like this embodiment of love and of bringing sacredness into every aspect of life. And to do that through ceremony, to do that through ritual, to do that through teachings, to do that through um, being an example myself, um, and sort of bringing back this sacred spiritual, um, I guess teachings is what I would say, that have been really very lost. Uh, and this understanding of what our feminine gifts really are and what the feminine magic is all about. Like, because we really, we have so much magic as women and that has really been suppressed, has really been misdirected, has really been romanticized or taken out of context or made into something that it's not. And so, you know, part of that, the work that I do as a priestess is to help women remember like, what it really is, this magic that we bring that's unique to us, unique to every single woman, but, but is, you know, the thread that runs through it is our, our ability to sense into the unseen realms, to sense into the, you know, invisible, like around us and within us, like that, you know, our intuition um, and our ability to connect to that, to connect to the earth, to connect to the energies of the earth, to connect to the energies of the people around us, within us, like what's needed, like that's like our, our magic. And we've really lost our connection to that and to how it serves the greater good. Um, so yeah, so my work is really bringing that back and uh, attuning as much as I can myself to this frequency of divinity of love like divine love um and helping others do the same that is just so beautiful and so gentle it sounds almost like you know the earth speaking mm. the earth actually communicating with yes with a, a, a woman, the, the, the kind of things that you, you spoke about there, it sounds like a, a calling. Totally, yeah. It's so, so beautiful once you allow yourself to surrender to that. Thank you, Hannah, for taking that step. Thank you. And as you share that, I have a question for you, which is about the female body. You know, this thing that you term the feminine gifts. Mm. <laughs> yes. The female body holds so much intelligence. I read this line from a <laughs> article that you were in. <laughs> yeah. What what would you say this means? Oh my gosh, it means it's like it's it's um it's so big to even start to describe because my god, the female body is like magical beyond belief. I mean, for starters, we create a heart, fingernails, a mm. full human being. I mean, if that is not intelligence beyond what... So true. <laughs> but we forget that. Yes, yes. I did until you just said it just now. So true. The very basics of it. Yes. It's mm. like the basics is we can create a whole new human being with nerve endings, with, you know, with even... Um, I was going to say, with the ability to allow spirit to embody that be separate being within us. Like we are, we, our bodies are able to, to be this portal for new life, for new souls to come into this earth. I mean, if that's not freaking amazing, I don't know what it is. Um, so, I mean, that's one huge thing. Um, the other thing is, I mean, there's, no, there's so many things. There's our menstrual blood. I mean, I don't know uh, how much women know about their menstrual, menstrual blood, but their menstrual blood is like pure life force energy. Um, I think people have even found um, stem cells, you know, in our menstrual blood. Yes, yes, that's right. Yeah. 
And um, so I know that like Celtic women, uh, I don't, I guess back in the maybe early 1900s or late 1800s, they used to use their menstrual blood um, to put into the wounds of these soldiers that had come off the battlefield um, mm. because their menstrual blood would had all this, you know, this ability to heal the wound much quicker. <laughs> like that's wow. menstrual blood can be used for that. And I did this little experiment because I wanted to know uh-huh. for sure where I put a few drops of my menstrual blood into uh, a little uh, kind of glass with a flower in it. And then I had another glass with uh, another flower without my menstrual blood in it. Right. Uh, And basically the flower that had my menstrual blood in it lasted so much longer than the other flower uh, I was taking pictures of it and showing Ash. I was like, look, it's true. It's true what they say about our menstrual blood. Isn't that something? I mean, there'll be some people that are listening to this that might go, what are they talking about? Um, I know. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you? And that's okay. You know, you're allowed to have that thought. And we're allowed to have this thought too. Every thought matters. Every thought has its blossoming. So thank you for sharing that, Hannah. I I think experimenting and teaching yourself that is quite something because I've taken it literally. I've read that. um, And I have been from time to time putting it into plants, but I haven't observed. So that's very interesting. Anyone listening yourself at home? (laughs) Yes, try it yourself. Just don't put all your menstrual blood in because it will kill the plant because your blood is that potent. Just put a couple of drops. <laughs> okay. Yes, yes. That yeah. sounds that sounds like a take-home practice for anyone to see how powerful you are as a woman. Yeah. There's all kinds of shame around menstrual our, our menstrual blood, the menstrual cycle itself. There's so much shame in it still today. So it's important that it becomes almost like brushing your teeth. It should be as much a part of our lives, as open, as honest. So that's great. That's a great share. Thank you. This is why we're talking today. <laughs> yes. Yes, absolutely. I mean, there's so many more things I could say. I just... How about I one more? Like, um, that, well, I think this may be a nice lead in, but the other thing is our cycles. You know, our mm-hmm. menstrual cycle, obviously, is um, like a direct kind of reflection of the cycle of the earth. And so it connects us to the cycles of the earth because obviously the beginning of our cycle right after we come out of our bleed time is spring and then ovulation is summer. And then, you know, when we're premenstrual, it's autumn and then the bleed time is winter. Uh, And so our body has this natural intelligence to make sure that we stay in alignment with the natural forces of life that allows us to thrive and to keep things sustainable. So it's like we've been inbuilt with literally nature and her intelligence within our bodies so that when we're off track, when we are going against our very nature, uh, our very feminine nature, that all kinds of, you know, issues happen with us. Like we have all sorts of, I have all sorts of physical issues when I go against my nature. Um, But if you start to tune in, to the natural flow of this body, this intelligence that you've built, that's been, you know, you've been built with, uh, you're, you're able to access this rebirthing, reawakening, uh, life-sustaining uh, abundance, actually. Like the earth is so abundant with life and we have that within us. Um, so, yeah, the, to me, I love I love this part of what makes us so unique as, as women, like what makes us different. Uh, and this intelligence that's just inbuilt within us to keep us tethered to a holistic way of living and being. That is really, really deep because I don't think any of us, uh, very, very few of us still, a small circle still, see our menstrual cycle as a journey the way you described it it's a pain 
for so many. And it's because we haven't dropped into exactly what you just spoke about, that awareness of the four seasons. Amazing. Can someone find out more about this from you? Yes. Well, so Rachel and I, uh, Rachel Quaz and I, and Rachel is a child and family development specialist, but she's also very much an advocate for women's leadership and women's empowerment. Um, And so we work together really well. And we have started this in the spring, uh, (laughs) in the spring season, just, yeah, with this Aries new moon. Um, This, what would I call it? We've called it Her Sacred Seasons. Right. Exactly for that reason, because we feel that the seasons are so sacred. Uh, One, because we are, you know, we hold them within our body, but also because, you know, we are a... We, we are enjoying, <laughs> we are enjoying the fact that the earth has seasons and has so much abundance and has so much wisdom to show us. Um, so we, we've created these women's circles at the turn of each season, spring, summer, autumn, winter, uh, around the solstices and equinoxes, um, mm-hmm. so that women could learn more about this wisdom of the seasons within their bodies, but also within the energetics of like what's happening during the time, you know, of summer. Like what is the energy of summer and what is it here to teach us? How can we work with it? Uh, how can we, um, yeah, learn from it? How can we partner with it? And yeah. That makes a lot of sense because I think um, seeing that, most of the attendees that will be attending these workshops are from Malaysia. Understanding the concepts of these seasons is quite hard because we don't actually experience these seasons over in, in, yes. in South Asia. Um, it, it almost is something so unreal to us. But the truth is, it is in our bodies. Yes. Yeah, it's happening all the time. So it's a, it's a, it's a re- re- reminder process. Um, I'm not sure you're aware, Hannah. I lived in the UK for almost 15 years. And yeah, I, yeah. Uh, yes. But I didn't pay attention to any of these seasons. And neither did I visit Glastonbury. All I did was work through all of that time. Oh. I, um, I worked and you know, I traveled and I was married. Yeah. And I had a totally different lifestyle. Um, and then I started to have these dreams of snakes where everything changed after that. But anyway, oh. um, that's, that's a, 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 another day. I love. Yeah. <laughs> yes, those yeah. deep dreams, um, they were extremely powerful, potent, and I could not ignore them. And yes. coming back to, to me here, I'm recording this with you. I'm in Edinburgh and I've spent nine months here and I'm finally going back next week. And I was forced to experience winter. Um, in mm. and it was so hard to understand it because it's so dark and so slow. December and January is so dark and so slow because that energy of doing nothing, you know, just becoming a cocoon, allowing yourself to completely just be is yeah. so hard. I thought I understood it. Yeah, what a challenge it was. So if there is any way of, you know, sharing, allowing someone to experience um, any of these seasons in, in, in this setting, I think it's, it's amazing because it isn't, it's, it's not, not the easiest thing to, to remind yourself what's happening. And I then realized those moments when I have my, my period, especially the very first day, you know, when I, if I tend to have cramps, it's when I do, thankfully, a lot of that has settled. A lot of the symptoms have settled. But my mm. desire to just want to do nothing on that first day has been, it's like I never understood what it meant to do nothing until yeah. this year was like a what in the world process. <laughs> so wonderful stuff, wonderful stuff what you're doing because our bodies are speaking to us every single day. And how many cycles have I just pushed away? Mm. oh I'm so sorry buddy I'm so sorry (laughs) yes completely and I was going to say also you know the the wisdom of the seasons and the cycles is like the the monthly 
journey is a microcosm of the macrocosm, which you know is like the, mm, yes. from the moment we have, we start to bleed uh, during our teenage years. Like that's like your springtime of your life. Like that's the kind of maiden time where you're, yeah, where you're, you're like that budding uh, yes. plant or whatever it is, you know, just yeah. coming out of the earth, discovering the world. And then somewhere around the 30s, you know, obviously it's different. It's slightly different for everybody. But then there's the, the summertime, which is usually not always when a woman becomes a mother in a physical sense, has a baby. But we also, just because we're not mothering a child doesn't mean we don't um, become mothers to a project or a business or, you know, a space in, in whatever sense. And then there comes the, the menopause, which is, I say, around the autumn time of our lives, mm. uh, which we call the priestess or the wild woman, which is like where if you've not, if all the regrets and the things that you haven't dealt with all come up. And then at the end of the, you know, where you're in the grandmother stage, that's your winter, where you're coming to terms with death, you're coming to terms with leaving. Mm. So, yeah, that's why I find it so powerful because it gives you language, words, visuals. Yes, um, yes, to yes. To be yes. able Absolutely. to explain what's happening to you, but you don't, when you don't understand, you can't talk about it. You don't realize you're going through massive transitions. It's so hard for the soul to make that journey. Like you, I see so many people just go through transitions, but never actually retrieving the wisdom and retrieving the soul that needs to be led through them. Yeah. So, yeah. That's so beautiful. Oh, it's going to be amazing for all those women who attended. For, for sure. <laughs> Thank so, you. Yes, yes. Um, I'm, I'm, I guess you've had the spring one. So the next one is in summer. Yes. And is that the, um, what, what day would it be in summer? Is it in June? Yes, that's right. It's June 24th. It's a Saturday. Um, it's sort of very close, I think, to the summer solstice, which we try to do, try and get it as close to that, that yes. portal of, you know, that, where that influx of energy comes in and you can kind of ride the wave of it, sort of. Yeah, it's amazing. It's the longest day in the year in the in the yeah. atmosphere. Yeah. Okay. So we move on from a female body's intelligence. Um, anyone who's listened, I encourage you to look look into this a lot more because you have no idea that this body of ours is a, is a, is a bottomless pit. It is so powerful, and yeah, is a guide through that process. Thank you again, Hannah. So you have pursued many spiritual, spiritual retreats and practices yourself. Um, and there might probably some that you do over and over again. Like for some people, Vipassana is something they like to do annually. Which one of these are your favorite for your self-care? Um, which one have you attended that really made you feel that you know, you're, you've arrived somewhere? So I, um, about six or seven years ago, uh, I met this guru called Mohanji. And it was really, you know how these meetings are? Like Ash saw a pamphlet on a table and it was, you know, at a friend's home and he was just drawn to it. We didn't know anything about him. He was like coming to Malaysia and going to be there for a couple of days, like two days later after we saw, went there, met him and felt very viscerally the power of his, this, his presence. Mm -hmm. um, you know, the, when somebody, before he, even someone enters a room, you feel them. And yeah, and had like a beautiful, profound time with him. And then for whatever reason, my path took me to a completely di different spiritual group. And I had to, yeah, and, and, and I went down that like full blast, <laughs> full blast. Um, and I came out of that about at the end of last, no, at uh, the beginning of last year. Uh, because it basically I, I, finally saw that the 
the group itself was not what I thought it was. And you could say it was like a false light kind of experience. And then I returned to Mohanji, this master. And ever since then, I, you know how you have to experience what something isn't in order to appreciate what is the truth? Gosh. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> this default conditioning needs to die. Let it. <laughs> I mean, but it's honestly, I, I wouldn't have had it any other way because when I first met Monji, I knew he was, I knew he was the real deal. I knew he was powerful. I knew he was who he said he was. I mean, I mean he didn't even have to say more, more what people said he was, but for whatever reason, it couldn't land viscerally in me, the truth of really who this was and this path and the power of it until I experienced a path that was completely not that. And so when I returned to him uh, and to his teachings and to his work, I was in a completely different place and it just hit me the depth of the power of true light, of true spirituality, of, of, um, true spiritual practice and yeah and it it's very humbling it's it's very humbling so I would say that you know the what I have learned from and it is it is a yogic uh Vedic path and uh, what I've learned from him from this path uh has been just the the depth of like truth, power, wisdom, all that sort of thing, that has been the most the most powerful for me. That you know, it's like you you land on a true path and you just know. Um yeah, what else did I want to say about that? So Mohanji is that teacher. He, yeah, he's that teacher, and he re he represents a, you know, a tradition of a line of yog yog um, yogic masters who've come before him, and yeah, I mean, the power of the light is just nothing in comparison. Like, you can't even compare it to the power of anything but that, <laughs> you know, when you've landed. Mm -hmm. So you know the the practices that I adopt on a daily basis um, is discipline. And like a not a forced discipline, an inspired discipline that refines your consciousness, like of, you know, you call that tapas, whatever you want to, but of spending time with oneself and really with the internal world. Like if you're going to do anything that is, to me, the ultimate practice, you have to spend time sitting you know, like we did in silence with your internal world, with all the things that you don't want to face, all the things you don't want to be with until you reach like the silence, the true silence underneath. I'm not there yet, but I've had little glimpses and I realize like that is, you know, that for me, that's where I land um, in terms of the most powerful spiritual practices is being with our being with ourselves amazing i i so agree um i think what you just said there about being with yourself it's not just about sitting down by yourself somewhere it's about really being with yourself and it takes a while to get there so i i love that i love that you don't have to go away to be with yourself no no it's very hard it's very, it's really hard, um, yeah, to be with your inner demons and all the things that you don't want to face. Thank you. Thank you so much for that beautiful share. Today's culture, right, today's culture has all this reference to masculinity, femininity, 
and the apparent toxic versions of both of them as well. Toxic femininity, toxic masculinity. Um, how, how do you feel about this? What, what does it, does it, is it, is it right? Is it fair? Um, what is femininity to you? What, what, what does it mean to be a woman? Like there's many questions in there, but. I know, I was thinking, how do we. feels into that, that whole, um, that, that perspective. Um, I guess what, what I'm trying to understand is there's all these definitions of what it means to be a man and a woman, masculine and feminine qualities and toxic masculinity and to toxic f f femininity would be things that we don't mm. want to mm. be, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So what is femininity actually? What, what does it mean to be a woman at the end of the day? Yeah. I mean, there's so many ways I could answer this. There's like a tantric perspective, spiritual mm -hmm. perspective, where you just look at energies. I, I mean, I, I like to make it, I try and make it more simple because I know sometimes I can go into the esoteric things and it all sounds very airy-fairy. Um, I like to make it simple in, in how I how I see it in terms of women, women's gift to their families, to their relationships, to their communities, to society. And I really see women as the heartbeat and the heart center of every space they go into. Mm. And what I mean by that is essentially the feminine is the... It is like this energy of unconditional love, of just right. love, mm -hmm. as I see it. And I believe that women are who have, I guess you could say, a more feminine essence. Women who have more fe feminine essence. I don't know. I, maybe I, I maybe I don't think that because there's you know all this gender stuff right now. Makes things very makes things very convoluted. Let's just say I feel that women are our gifts, uh, our feminine gifts, is to hold this space of love wherever we go, and what that looks like is that whatever you do and how you approach whatever you're doing, you do it with sacredness. You do it with love, you do it with compassion, you do it with understanding, you do it with creativity, you do it with a sense of beauty. And, <laughs> and I like to give this example of, of, you know, when we go, say, camping, I have this, this image of like the men setting up the tents, and then the women bring, bring the pillows and the cushions and the food, you know, it's, it's like women bring this feeling that things are worthwhile, this meaning to life, right? And I really believe that that is what the feminine gifts are. It's, it's bringing this meaning to what we're doing, this worthwhileness, this sort of ra this radiating kind of love into our cooking, into our words, into our garden, into our art, and inspiring others in that way. Mm. Um, because we're so missing that, because we've gotten so caught up with, with the busyness of getting things done that we forget why we're doing them. And I believe like the feminine magic is tuning in and going inwards. It's like, why am I doing this? What am I doing this for? How can I do this in a way that brings joy to the people around me? It also feels good in my body, feels like joy and beauty in my body, not like sacrifice, not like, you know, um, overgiving, all that sort of thing. Um, so, yeah, I, I try, to <laughs> try to make it a little bit more, because I feel like there's so many ways it could go. Um, yeah, I just, that's how I would, that's what I would say. Beautiful. I think that is perspective. That is perspective over 
everything else. It's ultimately what you what you what you feel um, that is created and how that got there. I I think I think that's where a, a woman comes in based on based on what what you've you've just described. Um, yeah, actually, I would add to that to make it simpler. You know, I think we have this, we, our bodies, everything is set up for us to feel deeply and to sense deeply into things. You know, that's the nature of the feminine. It, the feminine self is all about these inward qualities, insight, intuition, you know, um, understanding, compassion, all these, these things are very inward. And, and in any space, we can either attune and align people to that or we can be the chaos, right? That, that completely throws other people off. So, you know, in my relationship with Ash, I realize it is actually my gift to be the person who is attuning us to why are we in this relationship? The spiritual nature of things. What are we doing this for? Why is this, you know, why is this argument happening? Oh, we're at, out of alignment somehow. Mm -hmm. When I go into a business setting, what are we doing this for? Why, why, does, why is there conflict in this space? How do, when I sense deeply into what's happening, what do I need to do to bring more love, connection, congruency, you know, um, joy into this space? So, yeah, I really believe that that's what women's gifts are and we've, we've forgotten that that's what actually we naturally do. Um, yeah. Yay! <laughs> Thankfully, there's, you know, you and Rachel that are helping us remember that. Yes. Yes. Amazing. Amazing share. Right. So, uh, reaching the last two questions that I have for you today. Mm. You mentioned Mohanji already and all the practices yeah. and the visceral feeling that you, you feel around him. Yeah. Um, is, is he your greatest teacher? Who is your greatest teacher and why? And, you know, the concept of teacher here is expanded. It's not that school teacher concept, you know. Anything. Yes, totally. Oh, I mean, it's life and relationships. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> yes. Oh, no, but oh, yes, the truth. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it is. It is because you, well, I mean, I see everything as a mirror of myself and it's very confronting um but my life in all aspects of it like my work especially because the nature of my work is you know ultimately to serve others my god you really have to face things um and my relationships you can't run from yourself you really i mean you try um but i've learned so much in every interaction and in the you know obviously in the people who are closest to me like there's just no way I could see those blind spots through a workshop through a book through a you know through any teacher there's no way I could see these deepest darkest parts of myself without being in interaction with life or with another person uh, so yeah it's absolutely the greatest teacher and I think that's the idea I think we're all here to experience life as our greatest teacher um and it's like and it's an invitation you know what are you going to do what are you going to do when you're faced with your worst fears or um yeah with your greatest challenges wonderfully said ah oh, wonderfully said I'm I'm feeling feeling really deeply with that last statement of yours. Mm. Ah, it's, it's a healing that's taking place and I'm just acknowledging it. Thank you so much, Hannah. Mm. Thank you. And the final question for today is, if you could describe what you do with just one word, what would that be? I mean, it would be priestess right now. <laughs> of course, of course. It would be priestess. Yes, completely. Yeah, that is that's what you've been throughout this conversation. Yes. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's what I, I you know, a friend of mine who is also uh, on this path, this priestess path, she reminded me, you know, it's not, yes, it it's, can be a title, but essentially it's not who you are, it's just what you do. Mm. So we can get caught up with, it's just a way of describing what I do. Wonderful. Yeah. Started with priestess and we're ending with priestess. Yeah. Oof. <laughs> this Let's is bring really it all awesome. in. And we're, we're recording this today um, when Pluto moves into Aquarius, which is a whole different perspective for us for the next 20 years. So I'm excited. I'm excited with. I know. Gosh. It's going to take you. It's like you're telling everyone by, by just speaking it out loud. So um, I know. So I'm, I'm very, very happy. Uh, to have held space for that. Thank you. Thank Anna. you. Okay, is there anything else you'd like to share today? How can someone find you if they were looking for you? You can find me and my new website should be up uh, at www.hannalow.com, which I'm wow. can you hear how excited I am about this because I had, you know, obviously something, I forgot even now what I had before, but it wasn't hannalow.com because hannalow.com wasn't available it suddenly became available in the last year wow so, yeah that's amazing i know it's it's the small things you know <laughs> that's kind of a big thing the right I mean, thing at the right <laughs> <laughs> yes yes okay well anything else you'd like to say before we close today um yeah you can find me also on instagram i forgot about mm -hmm. that instagram mm -hmm. at hannah H-A-N-N-A-H, -N -N -A Patricia, P-A-T-R-I-C-I-A, Low. That's it, Hannah Patricia Low. Okay, I will have that Instagram title in the captions to this. Oh, talk. okay, great. Yeah. So great. Thank you so much, Hannah, for all of that today. I feel nourished. I truly do. And if there's any one of you that has listened today that feels as nourished as I do, please feel free to let me or Hannah know that because your words mean a lot to me, definitely to me. And I know they mean a lot to Hannah as well. This is a journey. And uh, Priestess Hannah, thank you again. Thank you. Bye for now.